welcome to the Nerd Party. Paperback. I'm one of the hosts, Charles Sheeland. And I'm the other host, Asia Bonilla. And today we are finishing book two of Uglies by Scott Westerfeld, which is Pretties. And we're covering the second half of the book. There are some big twists and turns at the end of the reading in particular. So for anyone who's new to our show, we're a podcast with the Nerd Party Network. We're best friends and we read and reread YA books from our adolescence and share them with each other. Generally, though, that's not the case this time. <laughs> yeah, this series is actually new to both of us, but I'm really enjoying it so far. I agree. I'm very much enjoying it, and I'm like, I can't believe I didn't read this earlier. Anyway, so let me just summarize the reading for us really quickly. So we left Tally and crew as they were escaping, basically, from being pretties. and But as they jump out of the hot air balloon tally ends up ends up getting separated from zane and she ends up in this sort of pre-rusty society she travels with them and learns from them and realizes that they're basically being kept as like on a reservation as an anthropological study of humanity and violence and they're being studied by specials and doctors she then uses a special hover car to get to the new smoke where some of the crims have already been cured and zane is bedridden and the specials come for them, and Tally decides she won't leave Zane behind. So the new smoke escapes, but Tally and Zane are given over to the specials, including new special Shay. My impression was, I think that Tally is becoming a special. I called it last week, and or I indicated it last week, and that's my impression, and I still think it's true. So that's that. Well, I'll say for my impression of the reading, I... Just could not put this down. I finished this very quickly. I'm just becoming more and more intrigued with the story as we go along, even though I feel like I'm not looking forward to the next book because of what Charles just said of Tally possibly becoming special. I'm really not looking forward to that, especially if they're going to be, if she's going to have to be turned into that against her will. But we won't know about that until the next book. But overall, like I said, I'm just really enjoying it. And overall, I'm just loving Tally's main character energy. Like, I just feel like without fail, she is just constantly winning and everyone else is losing around her. And I just love it. I like how you think that because I feel like she really doesn't feel that way. Like, I feel like she does not feel as successful as you feel she is, which I think is No, okay, well, I need to... Well, I think I should explain in the sense of I don't think like Tally is like creating her success. I just feel like everything's handed to her and it's just great. Like she's like the Serena Vanderzoitzen. Like I don't know how else to describe it. It's like I don't think that like what I'm saying and I'm kind of being like ironic in the sense of I don't think Tally is like doing all these great feats. I just think it's funny that like she's being celebrated like she is constantly. I guess that's true. Like when she stumbles into the society and they're like, you're a god. And she's like, well, I can use like, I, this. I, I just, like I'm just saying, like, I feel like she can do like, she literally just breathes and they're like, you're incredible. Like, I don't know. It just gives off the vibe of again, when in the first book, she's, you know, feeling super guilty about exposing the smoke. And David's just like, you're the best. You're amazing. I love you. You're awesome. And she's like, am I? Or, or, um, like, the way, like, she meets a guy and he's like, wow, you're the most perfect woman I've ever met. Like, every single guy. Yeah, like, you're the best person ever. Like, I don't know. I just love that. I love it. I love to see it right now, honestly. Like, I'm so behind it. <laughs> okay. Well, anyway. Let's dive in. Speaking of a guy that doesn't fall for Tally, Paris. In the last minute, he decides he doesn't want to come with them when they escape. He's like, I want to be a pretty, which is totally fine. I respect his choice. Well, I don't know. Hopefully I wouldn't make the same choice in that situation, but I respect his right to choose. Wow, that's a metaphor for life. Um, But I'm like, boy, tell them that. Like, it's okay if you don't want to go with them. It's totally fine. But like, don't get go on the hot air balloon with them. And then when he's like, I didn't think you guys were taking this seriously. I was like, 
what at what at what point did you think they were not taking this seriously? I mean, it's pretty clear that Paris is not that smart, especially now that he's pretty and obviously has the brain lesions. I feel like that's also affected like some of his intelligence. Which is to me why it wasn't really that surprising that he like changed his mind at the last minute and his explanation of, you know, I didn't think you guys were actually serious about this. Like I thought you were just messing around. Like, cause he was ultimately, he was never really bubbly. Like as we talked about the stay bubbly in the last episode, he never really was actually at that point. Yeah. But I will say, I will say as far as like Paris, like, I mean, cause I mean, I'm sure we'll see him again since, I mean, they're freaking going back to the city again, but I, I kind of like the like bait and switch of like Paris was introduced right at the beginning. It's like a possible love interest. And like, that hasn't been an option at all. Like, I don't know. I just like, again, I like the idea of them literally just being friends. Like, I, I agree with that. I totally agree with you. I, he was set up. We were set up. And again, it's funny because this book is older than a lot of like sort of like, but based on our fantasy book experience, it, it seemed like oh well, he's going to be the the second half of the love triangle. And also, even just like he's the best friend that becomes the romance interest. Like it's like a it's typical. A trope. It's a trope. It's the idea of somebody you've known forever versus the new person you meet, and it's like which is better. Whereas I like that this is it's two boys she's just met, but they are still very different. And Paris is just her friend. Well, now maybe not so much because he stayed behind to stay pretty. But I like that. I personally like that. As you said, you agreed. Yeah, I think it like it breaks the trope because we were not expecting it at all. We were not expecting him to not be a love interest to him. Like literally when everyone's like, you guys are going to be pretty together and you're going to be a couple. And she's like, no, we're just friends. And it so far has continued to be true, which I, I really like that. So, but what is annoying about him is that because of him, she almost misses her chance to escape the specials, which is what bothers me. I'm like, I don't mind that you want to stay with the pretties, but you knew she was trying to get away and you talked so much that she almost misses her chance. (laughs) You wouldn't shut up. (laughs) That was, yeah, that was pretty annoying. And it was right at the beginning or right at the beginning of this section. It was like the first chapter of our reading. So... She does manage to jump off into the river, but one, she breaks her hoverboard, so she's basically, like, now, you know, immobile. And two, she's separated from everyone, and again, it's his fault. So, I will say, I can't believe I shipped them at the beginning, because now I'm just disappointed. Yeah. It was definitely very annoying. I mean, she literally misses it by, like, a few seconds, because he's talking for so long. But... It still works out because she's... And she blames herself, but whatever. Well, I think she blames herself because she's like, I shouldn't have talked to him so long. Like, you know what I mean? Yes. Because obviously Paris, it wasn't manipulative because he's not smart enough for that. Hot damn. But at least after this, because of this, since she goes on her own and ends up landing in the river by herself, yet again, Tally gets this main character moment where she's getting another opportunity to, like, basically prove herself that she can survive completely on her own and, like, she doesn't have to rely on anyone else. Which, again, I don't think that she did anything that groundbreaking, but it's still, I mean, when she ends up finding the Smokies, I feel like, again, they're like, wow, she's just, like, so incredible. Like, she survived all on her own for, like, a week or however long it was, like, this is the second time that she said to do it. I mean, that was literally the first time she went in the smoke. David's like, you made the journey all by yourself? No one's ever done that before. Like, again, I just love it. She's Serena Vanderwoodson. Literally, she's breathing, and people are like, oh, like, just worship the ground she walks on. She's so incredible. I, I don't know. And I am always Team Blair from, I'm referring to Gossip Girl, if in case you didn't know what I'm talking about. But in this instance, because she's not competing against anyone, I just love it. I love this energy for her. I mean, she's like, competing yes, against do nothing. Shay, but Shay is Vanessa well, Rebecca. Shay sucks. Shay sucks. <laughs> so Shay is Vanessa Rebecca. I I would want to make a shirt. Okay, this is the second or the, another throwback paperback merch. Shay sucks, but like sucks with like S U X because we're like cool kids here. So Shay sucks. <laughs> I think and people will be yeah. like, "Excuse me, who is Shay?" Um, 
Yeah, Shanae is absolutely the Vanessa Rebecca. I guess... Well, I don't know. The guys all suck in that show. Like, I mean, not that I really like Serena either. She's a terrible person, but... The only... Well, I mean, they all all have issues, but the only character who is redeemable is Blair. Yeah, it's true. They all are terrible people, except Blair. I mean, she's a terrible person, I mean, person Blair's too. a terrible person, but she knows she's a terrible person, she owns it, and she's just so intelligent. And so. she becomes a less terrible person by the end. But anyway, that's us yeah. getting off topic. <laughs> Back to our new Serena Vanderwoodson Tally Youngblood. Anyway, she, like you said, she's able to, she lands in the river. She's like, I don't have a hoverboard. She figures that out super quickly. And she's like, well, I got some survival skills that one of my multiple boyfriends taught me. I'm going to use these. And then she does, like you said, main character energy. But then she ends up getting hunted and caught by uglies who are basically savages and they don't speak her language, which I guess we're just assuming is English. And then when they see that she's pretty, they think that she's a god, which I did not see that coming. Yeah, that I didn't expect that either. And at first I was like a little confused, but so these aren't Smokies. They're people that are kind of living in like essentially as like prehistoric society. Like, so they're not even like Rusties, which I guess I, I think you would probably consider the the Smokies to be like, well, I wouldn't, you wouldn't probably consider them Rusties either, but like. No, Rusties is like us. These people, Rusties is us. Yeah, Rusties are like us. Smokies are. They're trying to go back to like, again, more of the free choice, having free will as it was in the Rusty's days, but with the, like, updated technology and, like, environmental awareness yes. that they now have in their current society. But these people are, like, pre-us. Like, they're, like, hunter-gatherers. Like, with, like, blood oaths. Yeah, and these are, like, packs. cavemen, like... They're not cavemen, just, but they're, like... Mm, I don't know. I mean, it's just, like, they're, like... Like you said, from the beginning, hunters gatherers, like the beginning of humankind, where it's literally just kill or be killed, eat, survive. Yeah. Like, those are the only points of. And she finds out that they're basically like a, like I said, a prehistoric society, and they interact with the pretties and specials, and they just think they're gods. So Tally, she's super freaking smart, she's like, oh my god, they're being studied by different city scientists. Like, the city is basically either keeping them there or, like, at this point, she's like, oh, my God, they're just, like, they live outside of the cities and the city is just, like, studying them and, like, learning about them for, like, their own gain, I guess. And she ends up confirming this when she tries to leave because the tribes, which there are actually multiple of these, like, savage tribes... And they're all kept in this, like, guarded zone, which Tally identifies as a reservation. And they have these super creepy voodoo dolls that line the edge, what they consider the edge of the world, which basically has some high-tech stuff in them that makes the human nervous system shut down, which when... What is the name of the... Anthony something. No. It wasn't Anthony, I don't think. Was it... Andrew, I literally, when I... Andrew. It was, it Andrew, was Andrew, Andrew Simon Scott. Okay, literally when I finished the reading, I was like, I should have written down, written down his name because I'd already forgotten. Okay, so his name was Andrew. Are we sure? Okay, let's just go with Andrew. If that's not it, we'll correct it later, I guess, or not. Sorry, guys. We just couldn't be bothered to care. Anyway, this guy, he's basically like the holy man, and he's one of the only people who speaks Tally's language or English, so he's able to like translate, and he ends up, trying to help Tally escape. And this is when they encounter this edge of the world. And he's explaining it to her. And, you know, she's thinking of, you know, just like in the olden days, people used to think that the earth was flat. She thought it was something like that, that it's just like they just are too afraid to, like, go beyond their known, like, territory. But when they get to the voodoo dolls, she realizes, no, this is actually, like, a real territory, like a barrier, basically. And, like, when she tried to pass it, like, it feels like you're getting, like, pins and needles, and, like, you can't breathe, and it was honestly really creepy. Yes. Like, how it was being described, it was actually terrifying, because it's, like, you can't actually see anything that's happening, and, like, I wonder, like, if we'll get in, 
I'm assuming since this was set up, this will come back because, I mean, when she leaves, she, like, vows to go back and help them. I mean, because it is absolutely insane, like, totally inhumane, totally cruel, like, to just have these people, like, literally killing each other for, like, a science experiment. Yeah. And, okay. When she first said there were dolls hanging in the trees, this is so bad of me, but I thought of, like, Barbie dolls. Or not, like, necessarily Barbies or, like, brats, (laughs) but I thought of, like, plastic dolls that, like, I would have played with as a child. Like, like... You didn't think of voodoo dolls? I thought she said voodoo dolls. No. She later described, she's like, they're made of twigs and, like, sticks and stuff like that, but, like, it's perfectly preserved. And I was like, that makes way more sense. But I literally thought they were just, like, walk... Like, when she first... There was just Barbie dolls. When I read that first... I, th- I literally thought she was walking in the forest and there were plastic Barbie dolls hanging from the trees. I was like, that is terrifying. I mean, yeah, any kind of doll is absolutely terrifying. But I loved how, like, because she was, like, initially, like, oh, that's, like, weird. But then once she, like, is attacked by her nervous system and, like, takes a closer look, she's like, these things are made of, like, twigs and they're, like, perfectly, like, not damaged or anything. They're in perfect condition and, like, there's been storms and it's been raining and it's, like, how these dolls, like, survived. Like, they're obviously of some sort of special technology. I mean, Tally is, like, a low-key genius. Like, she's so smart. Is that sarcasm? No. Oh, I thought you were being sarcastic. <laughs> since no, you know, I thought, like... Of, since we're no, like, I, she does nothing. <laughs> That's praise. I know. I mean, like, she's obviously stupid in some ways. But, like, she's smart in other things. Like... No, I I do agree that I think I think do think Tally is very intelligent and I mean she's been able to like survive on her own and I like like I also like how independent she is. Like she's not reliant on anyone yeah. else. I mean the fact the fact in this book yet again she's been set on her own and she's like got to find the smoky on the smoky the smoke on her own. Like, I liked that. I think she's intuitive. Yeah, that too. Maybe less intelligent. I think she's intuitive because she figures things out in a way that, like, especially in a society of, like, brain-dead, like, sheeple, (laughs) like, she is not like that. Yeah. I think that is an, it's an, it's a compelling characteristic in a main character that she is naturally intuitive. Definitely. So, for example, she then is super easily able to escape the um, from this, like, reservation because the special doctors, they come and they're setting them and she, like, basically steals a hover car. And, like you said, she's like, I will come back and help eventually. Now, this better happen. She better come back because if she doesn't, I will feel like it was not that great of a storyline and not like it was interesting but like no that'll be pulling a dibbick unless we're yes it would be a little bit of a dibbick because it it like they are the doctors are literally saying we're studying violence and humanity and like human nature and if they don't come back to that like whatever they're studying or come back to tally freeing these people, then I will feel like this was a wasted storyline. Does that make sense? Oh, for sure. I mean, I totally think that if they, if they don't bring this back in some way, it will have been like, why did we even do this? Like, why? Also, because just like, why would she have not shared that by the end? Yeah. I mean, I get, I do think they will. I think she will come back, but I'm like, this is, like, a really... It gives you a lot of options. Like, it gives a lot of, like, potential. Like, we could definitely, like, find out more about, like, what the specials are learning about these people. And, like, this is why that they are... Like, they're so convinced they need to do this because they're literally running an experiment and people still always end up killing each other. But, like, if it doesn't... If we don't come back to their data, if we don't come back to Tally, like, saving these people, it'll kind of have been for nothing. And it'll be like, okay, we just proved that she's hot and that, you know, men like her. Well, I definitely think that they'll come back to it personally. 
I, I agree. But I, I'm just saying I would like that to happen as well. Well, she does make it out of there and she's able to make it to the ruins on the hover car that she steals. And who is there waiting for her? But David. Oh my gosh, I love this part when he she's like, help, like I it's Tally. And he shows up and he's like, Tally, is that really you? And like he finds her first, like I don't know, I just like that. I mean, he's shook because she's a pretty and he's like seeing her for the first time and he's like, What the hell? And I was like, Bro, that was the plan. She was gonna go back and become a pretty. Like, that was literally always the plan. But I guess he he couldn't actually be prepared for, like, how hot she was going to be. And also, hadn't they not seen... He's never seen a pretty before, has he? I mean, he would have, because, like, he saw the specials. No? Yes, he did, when they went and freed everyone from... And he's seen Shay as a pretty, too. Oh, oh, I forgot about that. (laughs) But still, it was going to be shocking no matter what with her being the pretty, obviously, because he... Was in love with her before, didn't know how it was going to change her. Yeah, it's true. Well, you're right. He he never gave up on her. And that was like a pleasant surprise to me. Like not saying that I would thought he was going to give up on her per se, but like it could have very easily been like he just, he didn't want her anymore. But like he still likes her even though she's pretty. And even after the spying, he sent Croy to, like, give her the meds because he wasn't available. So he really, um, like, he does not bear her any ill will, unlike his mom. She hates Tally. She hates Tally. Like, she, I feel like she hates her even more in this book than last book. And, I mean, she's not wrong in blaming Tally, like, or, like, feeling like Tally is the reason her husband is dead. Now, again, we could go back and back and back and be like, well, Tally really was kind of screwed in that situation. But, like, I feel like Maddie's hatred of Tally could, at some point, because it is so visceral, end up being a problem for her down the line in that, like, she's blinded by hatred and frustration that she actually acts against her own self-interest. I'm not saying that will happen, but I'm saying that could happen. Does that make sense? I could see that for sure. Like, it could be, like, she's so toxic that, like, David, like, leaves her or something like that because he's, like... Yeah. Something like that where, again, I'm not saying Maddie is wrong because I would be... I would also hate the person that I thought was responsible for my husband's death. But, like, I feel like Maddie could be endangering her life or her relationship with David or the smoke because of her rage with Tally. Yeah, I could definitely see that. Especially because, like, if you think about it, like, David is super... Like, I'm not saying he's, like, forgiven Tally, but, like, he's got a better freaking emotional grip on the situation than his mom does. Well, that's because he loves Tally, or loved her at least. So, obviously, we would hope that he, like, he, he cares about Tally, which Maddie doesn't care about Tally at all. Yeah. So, like, it's not really in her best interest to, like, want to give Tally, like, the benefit of the doubt and everything. Also, more than also, like, something that's true is that Maddie also founded The Smoke originally with ads, like, with her husband. And so, not just losing her husband, also losing what, like, what she had built. She can blame all of that on Tally. And not saying that David didn't love The Smoke. Like, obviously, it's all he knew. But, like... You're right that, like, he, he's predisposed to favor Tally, but, like, not only does Maddie feel like she, yeah. Tally caused the loss of her husband, he also she also caused the loss of her world. But now Tally is with the new Smokies, and the good news is that the Crims, who escaped, have already taken the pills, and so now they're cured. But the ma- bad news is that Zane is still messed up. He's still messed up in the head and the brain. And we actually find out what is the cause of his headaches, which, what what was our predictions last week? I think I said... You thought he got too strong of a dosage. Yeah, I something out the dosage. What did you say? I didn't say anything. You said nothing. Well, 
it's kind of close to that, but not exactly, because basically, yet again, it's kind of like Tally's fault, basically, that his brain is damaged, because since they split the pills, it wasn't like two doses or like two of the same pill. Each pill actually did something different. And basically, Zane took the first pill you're supposed to take, which is like the destroyer part of the pill that goes in and is supposed to like eat away at the lesions. And then Tally ended up taking the inhibitor pill that you're supposed to take afterwards that makes sure to kill the destroyer part so that it doesn't just eat away at your entire brain, which is basically what's happening to Zane since he didn't get the inhibitor pill. So his brain is just being eaten away constantly. And that means that Tally's pill essentially did nothing for her. It was just like the placebo effect. And my main thing when they found this out, like, Tally was obviously upset at herself. But the only person who was, like, actually angry, it seems like, was Maddie yet again at Tally for, like, not being, like, she's, like, she was just too stupid, basically, because she was pretty. And I'm, like, you sent her a whole note. You couldn't have mentioned that the pills were supposed to be taken in a specific order. What if she took them in the wrong order? That wasn't even in the instructions. I like, mean, I guess you could take them at the same time? You could take them at the same time, but the point is that you had to take both. And again, that could have been in the instructions. Like, Maddie But I just was don't so understand why it. they they gave they gave her written instructions they couldn't have said, here is the cure. Also, because again, the whole plan, or at least my understanding of the plan before, was that they were gonna get her. Yes. And bring her back to the new smoke to give her the cure. But obviously the plans changed. So they just had to bring the cure to her. So if you're going to bring the cure for this person who's literally been brainwashed, had surgery on, and you're trying to get her to take it herself, wouldn't you want to give as clear of instructions as possible? That's like, a, yet again, trying to blame Tally for people, people's own, like, incompetence. That's what I wrote down, too. I was like, one, Maddie is so rude. She's like, wow, you're just a dumb pretty. We shouldn't have trusted you. And I was like, well, you knew, like, that she was going to be brainwashed. Like, that was the plan. Like, one, like you said, the plan was to get her and retrieve her. You were supposed to administer the medication to her. Like, but, and also, you were made a whole fuss in the last book about the Hippocratic Oath and being like, I can't force someone. Like, they need to understand and accept the consequences and the risks. And I'm like, telling someone what the medication was going to do probably would have been part of that. Or giving proper instructions for how to take the medication. And again, like, when the plans changed, you definitely could have added to the note saying, by the way, this is Maddie writing, please take both pills in case you're confused. Like, like, and... Yes, I totally agree with you. I mean, obviously, there's a more elegant way of doing that than what I just said. But, like, give her all the info. Like, she could not have known that the two pills, which looked the freaking same, that one of them did one thing and one did another. Like, and to blame her on being pretty, I was like, the whole point was that you needed a pretty to experiment this theory. Like Yeah, so somebody had to be turned pretty. So, I again, the, like, criticism of, well, now you're pretty and dumb... Didn't like, you want me to do this? <laughs> and she still took the pill. I was like, you're so dumb, like, for attacking her because she still took a pills while she was pretty. Yes, she should have taken both. But she didn't know that both were um, required. And I was like, she did take the pill. It wasn't like she resisted your therapy, which, as a reminder, Shay did. Like, I was so enraged because Maddie was so snarky and rude and condescending about it. But I was like, you could have given her more information. I, like, this this sort of thing, like, really bothers me because, um, I don't know if I've mentioned this on the podcast before, but, like, I also, you know, we both majored in dance in college, but I also got a major in economics. And, like, if you know anything about economics, like, it all rests on, like, a lot of assumptions and a lot of, like, microeconomics rests on the, like, assumption of perfect information, which is that, like, people know things and make rational decisions because they know things. And I'm like, people can't make rational decisions if you don't tell them things. And I'm like, there's no way that in, in that letter, Tally had been told that one pill did one thing and the other did another, that she would have separated the pills. Now, she might not have taken them, but she would have, there's no way that they would have, 
wristband. No, yeah, and that's where it ultimately just goes back to it was a plot device, and it is something that, like, can definitely get annoying in that conflicts only arise because you make the characters, like, fail at communicating, basically. Like, do you know what I mean? Yeah, of course. Like, that is something that happens a lot in stories, which is, like, obviously, you know, it's like the moment, like, when you're watching a movie and you're like, why did they not just, like, communicate this from the beginning? Like, then the issue would never arise, and it's obviously for the plot because if yeah obviously you what it said to take it then zane but that it was just one of those moments again where we're like screaming at the book that are like this doesn't make any sense well and ultimately just destroys maddie's character further at this point that's what i mean like i'm gonna screaming at the fact that there was a plot to, like that there was conflict i was screaming at the fact that Maddie no was it's at the it. character yeah yeah but yes you're ta- you're totally right there's no there's no con there's no plot or story without conflict but I was like, you're also right that, like, her response to that conflict made Maddie a worse person. <laughs> Definitely. And at this point, again, I just feel that Maddie is just, I mean, obviously angry and, like, jealous that Tally basically at this point was able to escape on her own and overcome her, like, pretty mind and pretty thoughts without this cure that Maddie, like, designed. She was able to do it on her own because she's divergent, basically, and could just overcome this herself, and that makes her special. And I think, obviously, Maddie already hates Tally for betraying the smoke, being part of the cause, you know, that killed her husband, but obviously with all of that, like, she doesn't want Tally to be this special person. Like, ultimately, she probably feels that Maddie, Maddie, Maddie feels that Tally is not deserving of it, you know? Maddie, like you said, this is her whole life's work. They founded the smoke. When she discovered the brain lesions, they ran. Whereas Tally's only just now <laughs> figuring all this out. And she's got that main character energy. So everything's just getting handed to her. Um, so I don't know. I just, yeah, it's definitely not a good look for Maddie at this point. And I do agree with you that like further down the line, it could like affect her relationship with David or get her killed. Like, I definitely see this clouding her judgment. I mean, just like with anyone, like, spreading hate and, like, hating on somebody is only going to negatively affect you and your life. Yes. Well, that's a nice mantra. So, and as if if you hadn't kind of figured this out or we weren't clear enough, essentially, because Tally's pill was the inhibitor that basically kept the anti-lesion nanos in check, her pill didn't do anything for her, which confirms that she made, being around Zane and, like, her own actions made her bubbly and cured herself. So, as I just said, she is divergent. And, yes, Maddie is pissed about that. And everyone else is impressed. They're like, dang. But, um... Yeah, just thought we should clarify that in case it wasn't clear because it is, yeah, like operative point, Tally cures herself. And yeah, so I think that's just kind of funny that like that joke I made literally about being divergent, I was kidding, is actually true. Like she is, like she is essentially able to cure herself. And I think this makes sense for how like we talked about in the first half, how she talks about like, she still goes into, like, the pretty, like, hazes where, like, things aren't clear, which now makes sense since, essentially, she has not been cured. Like, the brain lesions are still there. She's basically just mentally fighting them off. Yeah, and resisting them. It's just funny that, like, she was like, maybe I'll be able to fight off the lesions myself. And you were like, Tally, you think you're divergent? And then she was. Which, again, because she's manifesting. She's manifesting her destiny. That is main character energy. She is manifesting her destiny. And that is a main character. I mean, literally. I mean, she manifested that she was going to be pretty. Now she's pretty. And, yeah. So, that's why I said I'm just enjoying Tally. Like, I don't know. I just love it. So, then. Well, so at this point, it seems like everything is going to be okay except that basically, you know, now we have this, like, love triangle. She's got to choose between, you know, a severely handicapped Zane at this point and a particularly ordinary David, except, of course, not, because turns out the specials had actually planted a tracker in Zane's tooth 
remember we talked in the last episode very briefly that because of his headaches, he like passed out and like wasn't breathing. So Tally ends up taking him to the hospital. And when he's in the hospital and like is knocked out, they like plant this tracker in his tooth. And so basically that means the specials have always known or were going to know where they were and they were just waiting for the right time to go and capture the new smoke. And so then Tally's like, let's remove the tracker. And Maddie's like, nah, can't do it. We're going to leave him. And then Tally's like, well, I won't leave without him, obviously. Which at this point... I, like, definitely understand because Maddie does say that the tracker is attached to Zane's bone. So, like, she isn't going to just be able to, like, pull out his tooth and everything's good. I mean, I guess she could have lied about it. But either way, like, it didn't sound like they were going to be able to do it quickly. The specials are going to be there within 10 minutes. So, yes, I understand you're a leader of this group. You're going to have to just leave him behind. But it makes sense at this point that Tally's like, well, I'm not doing that. And obviously David doesn't want to leave behind Tally again. So I don't know why I found this so funny, but it just gave like such a whiny mama's boy because he says, I don't want to lose you again. Mom, do something. Like I just was like, your mom who hates this girl, you want her to do something? She'll For the guy that she is choosing, might be choosing over you. Like I just, to me, I was like, mom, do something. I was like, your mom's going to pull out a gun and shoot Tally if you don't. Don't egg her on. Like, she'll do something all right. Get rid of her. I just... Yeah, she'll she'll kill Zane so that she doesn't have to carry the dead weight or the tracker with her. But I just... Um, I don't know. I just thought that was so funny. I, like, literally started laughing. I thought it was so funny. I had to go back and hear it again because I'm listening to the audiobook. And it was just like, I don't want to lose you again. Mom, do something. And I was like, Mom, what? <laughs> I, I just... I don't know. So Maddie's somebody. like, nope. And then David is like, yeah, she's right. We should just leave Zane. And I wrote down, I was like, well, that is one way of getting rid of the competition, is just completely abandoning him to the monsters. <laughs> like, that's a way that you'll have Tally all to yourself, I guess, is just dumping him. Yeah, I know at this part, I was wondering what Tally was going to do. I didn't know if she was going to stay with Zane or not, because I was like, she's really going to get herself captured again? This is, like, the third time. I knew she was going to stay with Zane. I was like, she can't do it. Like, because it was also, like, yes, she cured herself, but Zane helped her get there. Yeah. Like, and also, it wasn't that, like, she does when she sees David. It's not that she's, like, he's ugly. But it's not the same. Because she, she's, like, but it, she's, like, I remember that, like, when I would see him and when we would be together, like, he made me feel pretty and, like, I felt like he was attractive. But she's like, it's not that he was unattractive to her. It's that he was ordinary to her. Like, she literally says he's not... She was like, it's not that he was gross. It's that he wasn't of interest anymore. And, like, i not saying that, like, she was going to make the choice based on, like, appearance. But, like, I, I think ordinary is more than just, like, the external, like... Perception-wise, Dave, like, Zane helped he, her get where she is. The spark. It's like the spark. Like, Zane is the one. He's endgame. We think. We said so that. We have to change our answer now because, yeah, I am getting the vibes. I still don't know if Zane's going to survive. <laughs> but maybe now, maybe now he will because I don't think we mentioned, but Maddie was able to fix his brain, basically. She was able to take out the, like, destroying part and repair his brain basically so he's lost some of his like cognitive abilities and like some memories he's supposed to make a full recovery it's just gonna take time and that's why tally is obviously super committed to helping him because she's like he helped cure me i'll help cure him but i'm like is he really gonna stand a chance when they do more plastic surgery on him i mean i don't know hopefully i mean well we shall see we'll see but at this point it definitely feels that way also because Tally says she loves Zane, whereas she never told David that she loved him. David told her, remember, that he loved her, he loved her right? No. Did, they I never said, remember. I love you. It was Zane. Zane. I think Zane said it and the it was, first time when he was getting out of the balloon. And she was like, Zane's, yeah, me too. Yeah, he's, she didn't have a, <laughs> <laughs> she didn't. 
say what? that. And I was yes, like, what did. a response. <laughs> me too. I love me too because I'm the main character. <laughs> if I was you, I'd want to love me too. I'd want to love me too. I'd want to love me too. What a great cover. <laughs> no, yeah, so... Yeah, I'm definitely getting the vibes that, like, Zayn... Yeah, I think at this point, my prediction is also... I mean, we're about to say what happens next. David kind of, like, really, like, took himself off the list. He screws the pooch. So, let's get there. So... (laughs) Let's get there. David says the unforgivable thing. And... Tally does say he's only saying it because Maddie has indoctrinated him, which I'm sure is true, but he still does say it, and it kind of screws the pooch. It's kind of one of those things where, like, for me, it's one of those things that if I was in that situation, I would never be able to unhear that. Like, and, you know, that's not fair necessarily. Sometimes people can change. Sometimes people can become better people. But you know how, like, you know those people where, like, they said or did one thing and 5, 10, 15, 20 years later, you still define them. No, yeah, that. like, they can't... Like, it's something they said that 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 they can't take back, and it's something that you cannot forget, so you ultimately can't forgive it. Yeah, and he says, you're only staying with Zane because he's pretty. And, like, I feel like that has to disqualify him because it's so demeaning and wrong because... Tally knew pretty people and she chose David in the first place. Like, and. I mean, she knew Paris. Paris, I mean, I know. She'd seen pretty people. Like, she knew what the options were. And she literally was willing to give up her whole life to be in the smoke because the appearance didn't matter that much to her. And she's been freaking struggling through the forest for two weeks. To get back to these people. Like, she does not care about the appearance of it. Like, and also, as we just said, Zane just helped her cure herself from the pretty lesions. Like, it just, it's so demeaning. It's so demeaning to, when Tally has proven that she is not shallow like society people, for him to say that to her. Yeah, I agree. It gives off the vibe of, again, where now we're totally blanking. But, like, now that I think about it, I don't think that they said, I love you to each other. I think. That's what I'm going with. But either way, to me, it's also, like, giving, like, the idea of how can you love me if you don't even know me? Because that's not who I am. Like, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Whereas, like, Zane, like, sees her, knows her. And still loves her, where he's like, David, if he's able to make this comment about her, means that he doesn't understand her at all. Because like you're saying, I mean, we've been in her brain basically for most of the book. We know that that's not at all what it's about. Like you said, it's about the fact that her and Zane have been through something. He helped to cure her. They seem to be more alike. Like, Also, it's just Tally's nature to save people. Like, Which is why Shay yeah. hates her, because she's always trying to save Shay. And she's like, <laughs> Shay's like, don't touch me. But like... If David was the person with the tracker, Tally probably wouldn't abandon him. Like, it's more that Tally is a savior, like a a hero. I mean, I do think she prefers Zane, don't get me wrong. But I think that, like, I think that it's, I don't think she would, you know, abandon David for Zane if the roles were reversed. Now that I don't know about, but either way... What he said was totally wrong. Like, if David was... But the- I also, like, in the moment when it happened, I was like, he's speaking from a place of obviously hurt because, essentially, he's just gotten her back because if we're of the assumption that he was ready to take her back, obviously he's, like, shocked by the prettiness, but, like, he still cares about her, wants to be with her, and she's saying, like, no, I'm choosing this pretty guy I met while I've been in the city. I don't... Like, I want to be with him over you. So he obviously says something hurtful when he's feeling hurt. But, again, like you said, certain things, like, you can't come back from. So, like, he should have thought that through. Hurt people hurt people. Yep. 
Which is what happens right then, right afterwards. Right then, because then in response a little bit after, which, again, in this sense, we, like, how the book is, like, we get Tally's thoughts. So... Tally calls David, like, ugly, like, to get him to leave. And she, like, says, like, she knows it's, like, probably too far, but she wants to make sure that he's not going to get left behind. Because even though she's like, your mom's not going to leave you, but you never know with Maddie. So she, like, wants to say something that it's, like, just go. Like, and she says, like, just get out of here. Just get your ugly face out of here. Which, again, I almost started giggling at that part, too. Because, like, that wasn't a very good line. But, like, it got the point across. Because, obviously, she had to say ugly because, like, that's the only word. But, like... She's like, just get your ugly face out of here. Like, I don't... <laughs> yeah. I thought he deserved it. Like I said, he just called her a mindless, pretty, and vain doll when she's been hiking for two weeks to come find him again. And she literally put her hand inside a furnace to escape the city. <laughs> like, I don't think... Like, she is not... <laughs> she's not dumb. Like, and she's like... She's committed to, like, burning down the cities. So I think that, like, I don't know. I was like, he deserved it, and he is ugly, so let's no, bring it I, up. No, I... I... Oh, I agree. I, this reminds me, I was talking about some certain politicians that I really don't like, and I'm obviously not a fan of body shaming. Like, you and I are dancers. Like, we've seen that up close. We've lived up close. And I take, like, body dysmorphia very seriously. But I'm like, some of the really, really terrible politicians in the world who, like, you choose to be a public figure and you're terrible people, I'm like, we should body shame you. Um, I'm going to get canceled for saying that, but it's how I feel. Um, but I'm like, he deserved it. He was a bad person, and he is ugly, so let's remind him that he's ugly. Call him ugly okay. again. Okay, I have no comment to that, but... Asia doesn't want to get canceled with Yeah, me. I'm staying neutral here, so I can... Um maintain you know my public persona but <laughs> my public persona is saying that Ron DeSantis is fat oh my sorry. gosh <laughs> and he name dropped okay moving on I say that stuff on my Instagram stories all the time if you care and you listen to this show one you probably agree with me and two <laughs> you've seen it on my Instagram stories okay so back to uh some Uglies in this story, I guess. Look at that transition. That's what Charles. Ooh, nice what Charles transition. Says. Next, next transition is back to some fatties <laughs> in this story. I was. They don't talk about weight at all. No, because they all get are given a regulated diet. So. Yeah. So now the new smoke does all of them escape. Except for Tally and Zane, and then like one of some of the crims, like one of the crims who helped them doesn't escape either. And yeah, they get caught by the specials. They get caught by the specials, and they're gonna be brought back to the city. And again, my first thing I was like, they're going back to the city again. Like Tally can't catch a break. Yeah, unfortunately. But I guess that's because she's the main character. Has to be constantly going on adventures. And this is, like, this goes back to my theory that they're going to become a specials. So, um, I mentioned this last week, kind of, like, in passing, but my theory has grown. So, elements that I think are part of it. One, each book has, so far, I mean, we've only had two, but it's followed where Tally is. She was an ugly, then the second book, she was a pretty. Third book is called Specials. And then... Oh, God. So, that's part of it. Number two. She has talked to Cable, offered for to make Tally a special in the last episode. And not and ever since then, Tally has been thinking about her conversation with Dr. Cable. Now, she has not necessarily agreed with her, but she has observed human nature and the things that Dr. Cable finds distasteful, she has observed those. Not saying that Tally hates them as much as Dr. Cable does, but she is seeing it. And she's been this whole reading having these internal monologues of like, yeah, people really do resort to violence, and like, I don't see why. Um, 
Like. You didn't put my note in about this. <laughs> okay. Please say. I, I. Let me let me interject. I was going to say, well, how you're saying how Tally was saying how she observed the violence and everything. This is primarily when she's with, like, on the reservation with Andrew and how, like, as they're escaping, he's like, he has to go get revenge and, like, doesn't think about the consequences of his actions. And in the, like, reservation, like, I don't want to say savages, but, like, those people, they're, like, tribe or whatever. Like, the men are the leaders, obviously. The men do every, like, do the, like, hunting or whatever and the women do everything else they take care of the children they cook the food they're secondary like citizens they the men get to eat first and the women get the leftovers and i was and so i was saying that i wrote that she's like why does that return to violence i was like it's because all of these societies are led by men (laughs) like i mean it's a good point you're not wrong because literally like the description of from andrew of like this need for revenge like, the women aren't doing that because at least they're not giving the opportunity. So, yeah, I thought that was interesting. Yeah, well, and I'm trying to think if there are other elements to my theory that they're going to become specials. Um, I mean, also, like, the fact that Dr. Cable literally says she sees t- Tally in herself. I mean, I definitely at this point think that's a high possibility also because, I mean, like you said... So it, let's keep going. Let's keep going and... Because the next thing is going to also, I think, add to that. So yes, definitely because then, you know, that was your theory and my theory did come true and it's that Shay is a special. I literally almost screamed when they said that Shay was a special because we saw that we coming. We saw that coming Because a mile again, away. she's evil. She's evil and the specials are all evil so she had to be on a special. And yet again, you know, this is just more, even more reasons to hate her. Yeah, and this is, again, I think also helps make me think that Tally is going to become a special. Because the arguments of the specials aren't necessarily bad, and their powers are really cool. It's just that they misuse them. Now, and then also Tally immediately says that Shay is worse than a special. She's a new thing, she says. Because she's evil and vengeful, like, in a way that the specials are just, like, we're just on a mission, you know? But, like, she literally says that Shay is a worse special than Dr. Cable. Like, she literally says that in the book. I'm like, well, by that comparison, Tally could become a special, like a regular special, because, like, Sally, Sally, Shay is, like, already (laughs) gone worse. And so, like, maybe we can get Tally, like, she can be a special without, like, filing down her teeth to knife points. Like... I don't think they said they did that. What? I don't they think... They literally said that. They filed... They literally said that the, some of the specials... I don't they think They have, they like, fangs. They that. literally said that about Shay. Like, she literally has, like, fang teeth. About Shay or about I other specials? I thought other specials did, too. I didn't remember that, but... But my point is that already they've established that, like, Shay has gone beyond what That's is That's giving terrible, Hunger like, Games. Remember? Do you remember the girl in the Hunger Games? Yes. Or I think that was Catching Fire. Um, what's her name? Uh, she was from District 1 or 2. I think 1. She was from District 2. Oh, 2. Um, I definitely don't remember. In Avaria. Okay. That's a good memory. She was played by a black girl in the movies. Okay, fun facts. <laughs> Just things I remember. Because she's one of this. she's one of, like, the seven victors that survives the rebellion. Oh, oh, you're right. She's, like, one of the only ones left. And then when they're in the council with Coin, and she's like, so guys, totally rad idea. What if we just keep doing the Hunger Games with the Capitol's children? And then they each vote. And then Plutarch okay. and Cat and... Go listen to our Hunger Games episodes if you'd like to get the recap Joanna on that. Joanna and Inabaria are like, kill them, kill them. And Peta and Annie are like, no, please, please don't do that. <laughs> and then Pluto, um, and then Hamish is like, I'm with the Mockingjay. And then Katniss is like, okay, guess I get to decide this unilaterally. And then just when she's tricking Coin and she's like, kill them. And Inabaria's like, got her like, fainty, teeth and she's like... <laughs> 
That was a hiss noise, in case you couldn't tell. Okay. Are you done? Let's come back into... Can you tell I'm such Let's a Let's go back to our current series, Uglies. Okay. So, like we said, Shay is special. She's very evil. We already knew that. But now it's like, I guess she has fang teeth. Anyway, so at this point, I do agree with you. I do think Tally's going to have to become special because in order for her to defeat her enemies, she's going to need to have the same power as them, which she can only have if she's special. Which, along with that, what I'm curious about is, one, do the specials have the brain lesions? Yeah, I think they don't. Right? Because it made it seem like, again, when we had the description, it was for people, people that needed to be able to react quickly couldn't have them because, again, it leaves you in this, like, haze. So, to me, to my understanding, would be that you don't have them. But even if you did, obviously, at this point, we know that Tally is divergent, so we know that she's going to be able to fight them off. So, no matter what, I think she's going to be fine. I mainly just, like, this is unfortunate because... The specials are so scary looking, like, and now she went from, like, she's finally pretty, like, even though she doesn't need to be pretty because she was pretty fine, like, she was fine before, but, like, now she's going to turn into a scary monster. Like, I don't know, I just, I mean, they're not scary monsters, but they're just, like, creepy, so hopefully she doesn't come out that creepy. Also, yes, I agree with you. Also, we should mention that, like, at the end, Shay literally tells, well, Shay starts to say something to Tally. Tally, you're so, and then Tally passes out, and then she's a dream of Shay saying you're so special. Like, so that's further proof, or like further foreshadowing or indication um, that she will probably become special. Yes. So. And, yeah. Yeah, and so my also prediction <laughs> is that at this point, like we said, this is also Shay's villain origin story. Like, Tally's going to have to defeat her, and I think she's going to have to kill her. Well, at least that's what I'm hoping for, because, you know, I've got my Shay Sucks t-shirt on, so I'm ready for her downfall. Wow. I mean, okay. We... Also, we need some, we need some death in the story to make it interesting. I mean... People definitely are going to yes, die. I definitely think that will happen. So, Shay better be among them. <laughs> among the victims. <laughs> I do not advocate genocide or murder. Let's move on. Genocide? <laughs> One person. Um, do you have any other final thoughts, parting thoughts, before we finish this episode? The last thing I wanted to mention was, again, about the whole reservation thing. Because of all the chaos that ends up happening, Tally never actually gets a chance to tell anyone about what she saw and what she experienced and how they're doing these experiments on people. So I'm, like, just like we had said earlier, I'm just really curious how that's going to play out later on because after she leaves, like, it doesn't really come up again before the end of the book. So... I also think that's another reason why when she's special, like, it'll be easier again for her to be able to infiltrate and, like, help those people. Yeah. I hope so. Like I said, I really want to come back to that. Even if we don't come back to it next book, if we come back to it in the fourth book, I do think we need some resolution with those people. Yeah. Okay, well, if that's it, I think we should wrap up this episode then. So next week, we'll be reading the first half of specials. So if you read along, you can go ahead and read chapters 1 through 25. If you have predictions, theories, questions, comments, want to cancel me, you know the drill. You just head over to nerdpart.com slash contact, select throwback paperback. That'll send us an email. You know, you know the drill. Again, you can also get in touch with the network on Twitter at Party or Instagram at Party or Facebook.com slash Party. And we do see these messages and we do respond to them. So just letting you know. And to find me, I'm at seashells on Instagram. Um, make sure you follow me and like like 15 posts and then you're allowed to cancel me. Wow, he's got requirements for cancellation. Anyway. I mean, come on. Does anyone, is anyone really canceled that doesn't commit like literal crimes? In which case the punishment is, you know, sentencing. Sorry. I'm getting off topic. Were you about to say death? <laughs> no. 
I did not say death. I said There sentencing. was like a spositation. I was like, hmm. Therefore, the punishment is sentencing. <laughs> okay. Anyway, I'm at AsiaBooney on TikTok and at Asia.Booney on Instagram. I always love reading listeners' messages, and it is easier if you reach out to us individually, specifically to me, as opposed to through the nerd party, but we'll respond to any and all messages we receive. If you enjoyed this, make sure that you rate and review our podcast and share it with your friends. And of course, check out the other podcasts on the Nerd Party Network. But as always, make sure you're subscribed so you don't miss us next week. Yes, hit the subscribe button. Have a good one. We will see you next week. Join the revolution. Join the nerd party.